Hey, welcome back to another episode of Put 30 on the Clock. This is Coach Phil, and as usual, we're going to get right to it. Please forgive the background noise this time. We're on a road with it, but I didn't want this opportunity to pass by without at least checking in this time, and that is how we handle success and failure, right? The easy thing to tell you when it comes to success and failure is that it's pretty easy. You know, the answer to that is pretty easy. You should be straight down the middle, even keel, uh, not sway too high, too low, be like Kawhi Leonard or be like Tim Duncan, right? And the issue is that it's not that simple. If it was that simple, everybody would be able to do it. But you, you've you seen people lose their cool at the highest levels. You see people lose their cool at the level you play at. You see people lose their composure, you know, for good, for bad, for all kinds of reasons. You've seen people lose their confidence. You've seen bad body language. You've seen it all. And it's for a reason. It's because we're human. I want you to think about it. Like when you're successful, and I'm not talking about just making a couple of shots or having a good game. I'm talking about when you really put in the time, the blood, the sweat that it really takes to be good at this. And you find yourself dominating your competition. It's very easy for that success to go to your head. You know, when you're dominating everyone around you and you're like, wow, I'm untouchable. Yeah, you might be a big fish in a small pond. But at that moment, you feel like, yo, I'm the I'm the biggest fish here. You don't know the pond is that small. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it becomes very easy to think that you are really more than you are because you're conquering everybody who used to dominate you. The people that used to beat you all the time. Now the tables have turned. These are the same people who were giving you trouble, and now all of a sudden they can't guard you. They can't even game plan for you. They seem helpless when you're on the court. Overcoming this hurdle is like a major personal accomplishment. You you might not really know what it means in the grand scheme of things, but it's a major personal accomplishment. And even though it might not seem like a big deal to everybody else, it's a big deal to you because you're the only one who knows what it took to go from being dominated to being the one who's doing the dominating. It's an incredible euphoric feeling. I know I ain't overselling it. Y'all know you, you know what it's like when you can't beat somebody and now they can't do nothing with you. That is, that's exhilaration. You know what I mean? And that's not only for your competition. That's also for your teammates. Don't, Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I know this is a team sport and you know, one, two, three team. That that's great. Wildcats. That's great. But there's somebody ahead of you. If you was that eighth man, that eighth person off the bench last season, but this season you're starting and you average 19-7-7, that is an incredible leap. It's difficult for a lot of players to remain humble after achieving that level of success, even though it might not be much in the grand scheme of things. But personally, that's a big deal, especially when those who were ahead of you acted so arrogantly when they had the position you now took from them. When you when you when you're dealing with people who was looking down on you, talking crazy, and now you you reverse the roles, you turn the tables on them, naturally it only feels right to do the same thing that everybody else was doing to you. Almost as if it's your right. Like it's your turn to be the jerk. You know what I'm saying? You beat out your competition, you beat out your time, your teammates, you're conquering everybody who stands before you, your game is doing wonders for your confidence, but if you don't monitor that, if you're not ahead of it, it will give birth to and it will fuel your own arrogance, which usually does players in, 
there's a thin line between confidence and arrogance. And you've seen some of your favorite players told that line successfully. And for recent times, for you know, I don't want to date this episode, but recently you've seen people told that line and fall the wrong way. You have to remember that arrogant players are tolerated only because their talent is so overwhelming. People are willing to put up with that arrogance because what they bring to the table is so dope. But for the overwhelming majority of us, that's just not the case. You have to be an extreme standout to be tolerated just because of how good you are. And I want you to think about that real quick. Would you rather be accepted? Would you rather have your teammates want to be around you, your coaches want to be around you? Or would you rather be tolerated? And I know that's a question to each person will answer that for their for themselves. But I'll just give you the answer. I'll, I'll give you the I'll, I'll just cheat and give you the answer. You really want to be wanted. You do not want to be tolerated. Players that are tolerated, you have people all around you waiting for you to fail. You have teammates waiting for you to fail. You have coaches, coaches waiting for you to fail. Everyone's waiting for you to fail so that way they can they can treat you the way they really want to treat you, right? But if you're accepted, if you're that dope player and you're really that good and they want to be around you, I promise you there's going to be a lot of winning that goes around in that environment and winning makes everything okay. Sometimes that goes too far, but I just want you to remember winning makes everything okay. You want to be wanted because that's going to invite the most winning you guys can do. But to get back on topic, when you're really dominating and you're doing your thing, I promise you, it's really hard to remain humble. I just want you to be aware of the fact that although I would be one of the people telling you, you got to be even keel, be cool, you know what I'm saying, keep it together. I'm not saying that because I don't understand. I know how hard, well, I probably don't know how hard this is, (laughs) but I'm telling you, it's much better to keep it even keel. I just want you to know that I'm aware that it's not that easy when things are going that good. The same is true for the obvious, the other end of that spectrum. When things are not going good, we've seen people with the bad body language. They go to the bench and it's almost like their knuckles are dragging across the floor. They got their head down. They miss a couple of shots. You see them talking to themselves, constantly looking at the clock or looking at the table to see what sub is coming to get them. You know what failure does to people who haven't learned how to manage it. You've seen the difference between people who haven't never, never really faced their own uh, disappointment or their own fears or their own, you know, I, I guess just not really knowing how to deal with failure versus the person who acts like nothing ever happened. They got that short term memory. You can see the difference between those two players. And on the other end, because we just spoke about when everything's going good, when things are going bad, it's like you you've seen that, you know what that's like. And I want you to know that if that's you, that is also very human. I'm not telling you to become a robot. I'm not telling you to be Kawhi Leonard or or, or Tim Duncan as if you don't have feelings. You are very human. And we understand that sometimes when things aren't going good, it's going to weigh on you. Especially if you care. I mean, if you didn't care, it wouldn't be a big deal. But you care. And that's why it's so heavy on you. But I want you to understand. The issue is not that you shouldn't have these emotions. 
The issue is that you have to know how to handle these emotions. And each person handles them differently. Some people wear their emotions on a sleeve, on their sleeves and they're an open book. You can see exactly what they're going through, exactly what they're thinking. And even if you can't see it or you don't understand what you're looking at, they'll be willing to tell you. Right. You have other people who are like expert poker players. They could go win the million dollar, you know, the five million dollar jackpot on ESPN. You, you have no idea what's going on with them because they're hiding it. Everybody has a different coping mechanism when it comes to handling success and handling failure. And even though the goal is to get you to be an even keel, I want you to really pay attention to how you handle success. What if you had 10 games in a row where you put up at least 25 points a game? Now, I know what you're saying. Yeah, coach, I'll be doing that on the regular. Let's be, let's, come on now. Come on now. 95% of you are not. So please, as as the, the youth says, stop the cap. You're not putting up those kind of numbers, but what if you went on that stretch and you did? What if you're playing on a circuit? It don't even have to be a shoe circuit, but if you're playing high-level AAU and you're playing in this event and you're playing in that, that event and you're impressing all of the coaches with the things you do, let's say you're a big and you're rebounding, the like you are rebounding everything. You go into these games and you don't have anything less than 13 rebounds a game against good competition in front of all of these coaches that could go to your head when they start, you know, emailing you, when they start approaching you, when they start text messaging, calling your, the coach at your high school, that could go to your head. It make you might think you you're more than you really are. And that's, but how do you handle that? So all I can really do is tell you how I go about it. I, you know, I'll be transparent this one time (laughs) and I'll tell you how I go about it. Internally, I allow myself to be human. If I'm doing great on the inside, there's a party. If I'm doing bad on the inside, I'm coaching myself to not let it like tear me down or break down what I got going on next on the inside. But I always tell myself I'm allowed to have my emotions, just not right now. I literally make I put myself second which is weird. It's like I'm almost dividing myself in half. So if I'm playing on the court and I'm not playing well, I will like split myself into two people. There's the person who needs to do the job right now. And it's like, what do we need to do to win? So in my head, I'm talking in third person. So it's like, really, what do I need to do to help us win? What can I offer us to help us win? And all of these feelings of whether it's made shots or whether it's missed shots, whether it's great defense, bad defense, you know, good or bad, my emotions are allowed for later. That later might be at a timeout. That later might be when I get subbed out of the game. That later is definitely after the game. But during the game, we don't have time for my feelings. If I allow my feelings to get on the court, it's going to permeate through my other teammates and it's really going to kill the vibe. You know, I play point guard and as a point guard, some of the stuff you say you say will affect the entire team. And that's true for any position. But like really at point guard, just traditionally, you know, you're supposed to be the coach on the floor. So when you have that kind of influence, it's like, well, if the point guard's tripping, if the point guard's all over the place, well, you know, a selfish hooper be like, well, I'm gonna just do what I want. I'm gonna just jack up some shots because the point guard. You know, if that's the kind of time he's on, if that's the kind of time she's on, I'm going to just do what I want. 
other people might be like, yo, where you come on feeling like that? You know, we got to, we trying to do this, 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 this. And now, now we got an argument. For me, the objective is more important than my feelings. I will get to my feelings. I do not ignore them. They are real and they are important. But there's a time for them. And that time is not right now. Right now we have an objective and I need to do X, Y, and Z. So that way I'm playing my best to help us win, number one. And number two, I'm not going to drag my bad energy onto you and let my bad energy be contagious. I'm also, well, I ain't going to cap. If I got good energy, I'm going to make that contagious. (laughs) If we, I hit five shots in a row right? I expect y'all to cheer me on, but I'm also going to put gas. I'm going to put a battery in your bag too. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm the kind of person, if I'm doing well, I'm going to share with y'all. But anyway, that's how I handle success. That's how I handle failure. When it comes to success, I'm spreading the success. Everybody's going to eat. If I'm doing good, we doing good. If it's failure and mistakes, I will address my emotions at another time. We have an objective right now, and I'm not going to let my feelings uh, interfere with what we got going on. Now, that's me. How do you handle your success and how do you handle your failure? And I'm telling you this now, you take basketball seriously, you're going to have successes and failures and how you handle these things will affect not only you, but your teammates as well. This is Coach Phil. I appreciate you spending the time. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. I don't only want you to take this. I want you to share this with somebody you know who needs to learn how to handle when things go good and how they go bad. I appreciate y'all once again. I'm going to get on out of here. Y'all be good.